This is the websites.ca podcast where we help Canadian small businesses build and maintain an effective website and online presence. Hello, Canadian website owners. This is Sean Corbett from websites.ca marketing. And this is Ryan Demeray from websites.ca sales. This week, we're going to give you a few tips on how to request website updates, how you can talk more efficiently to your website provider so you get the best work out of them, and so it gets done in the quickest possible manner. But uh, before we jump into that, Ryan, I think you had a couple of things that you encountered with support and and sales this week that uh, might be pertinent to mention. Absolutely. So one of the things that we're really seeing... um, happen on our support front lines is a lot of COVID related messaging. Um, As this um, whole situation evolves and changes and as we move towards a a phased reopening, um, especially here in Manitoba, um, businesses need to communicate with their customers um, if A, they're open or they're closed and B, if they're open, if there's a new process to their business. Um, so just as an example, um, we have a hair salon client that's that's here in the city of Winnipeg, and uh, they are now reopened, but their customers, when they come in, the experience is going to be different. There's a whole, you know, mask wearing, hand washing process and, and distancing taking place. So we were able to assist in, in communicating that effectively on their website. And really any Canadian website owner should be using their website to effectively communicate these COVID related messages um, in this, in this current situation. Very good. And I think you were also mentioning to me that somebody asked, do we have a template for the COVID message? And we found that to be a bit strange because everybody's going to respond differently. So why would, why would you want to post a template? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of uh, business owners have posted different messaging on their website, um, whether they're open or closed, um, temporary hours, uh, social distancing measures taken into place, etc. But I've, we've had it come through a few times, you know, is there a standard message that we can put on our site? And yeah, as you said, our, our response is, you know, unfortunately, no, because it's affecting every business uniquely. In, in their own way, they're affected differently. And, you know, even if it's the same business in the same industry, you know, I used a hair salon message uh, or a hair salon example earlier, you know, different hair salons may have slightly different processes or, or a different message to present. And in previous podcasts, Sean, me and you have talked about really making your website personal and speaking, um, speaking from the heart and the gut a little bit. And, I think that your COVID message is another chance for you to do that, for you to say, say things in your own words. So it's not just, you know, regurgitated messaging on your site that people have read a hundred times before. Yeah, absolutely. Great opportunity to do that. And it's kind of funny. I, uh, I write emails and and social media posts and so on for a lot of different clients and a lot of different niches and Mm -hmm. we'll just have some fun with it. Obviously it, you know, you have to gauge whether that works for your audience and for your personality. But, you know, I don't say COVID-19 or coronavirus. Sometimes I'll say Corona mania or Corona zombie land or whatever. Sure. It's just funny because we get, and these are serious, you know, serious businesses, but we always get emails back saying like, Oh, I'm I'm so glad you guys made it uh, interesting or funny or entertaining, whatever we needed this levity right now. So yeah, it's a great opportunity to, to speak from your heart, speak from your gut. And uh, yeah, don't look, don't look for a template. Take the opportunity to communicate directly to customers. 
Absolutely. So getting to the main topic of the week, uh, basically we were discussing how could we arm our listeners to, to be able to uh, speak to their website provider? Because sometimes I've, I feel like, and we try really hard at websites.ca to, to get down and talk on people's level or you know, not use techie jargon and all that. But I know sometimes a lot of people said, you know, talking to a web designer, talking to a website guy, it's almost like speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm sure, Ryan, you can attest to this on the other side of the computer screen. Sometimes we also feel like we're getting spoken to in a different language and, and we're not sure what the update actually is. And we're not sure what the request or even the goal is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that produces a lot of back and forth. And, and I, you know, as you know, and everybody listening knows, they want to get their updates done as fast as possible, as efficiently as possible. So today, Ryan and I have jotted down just a few things that we've noticed that, uh, so that, you know, you who are listening, you might be able to take this and use it in the future when you're talking to your website provider, no matter, you know, what company you get it from. Um, I was going to start with uh, basically requesting updates or additions of keywords to your website. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, uh, right, our customers will come to us, won't they? And they'll say, sometimes they'll say, what am I targeting on my website? Or they'll ask, can I target something on my website? Those are sort of the two most common questions, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So from there, uh, we usually come back and say, look, we can, we can help you, you know, set up foundational search engine optimization on your website for, for any keywords really. But uh, if anybody's heard of the old computer quote, garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you tell us you want to target a keyword and that keyword has no traffic or the traffic is not relevant, we can go ahead and, and help you target that keyword. Right? It's not saying you're going to come in first for it, but we can help you target it and do the best practices, the foundation. But that doesn't necessarily guarantee that keyword uh, you know, being first for that is even going to make you successful in any way. So I just wanted to really quick, and we have an article about this. I'll put a link to the article. It goes into a lot more detail. But uh, I wanted to put myself in the shoes of a client who wants us to target some specific keywords on their website and what they might want to avoid doing when they, when they give us that work order and then some of the things they want to think about doing. So first, the don'ts. Uh, please don't think of the keywords for your website in terms of one word. So sometimes we'll talk to somebody and they'll say, well, what keywords do you want to target? And if it's plumber, they'll say, I want to target plumbing. And so the problem with that is obviously that are you a plumbing school? Are you offering a plumbing service? Are you defining what plumbing is? Are you talking about a history of plumbing? So it's, it's far too generic, right? Far too generic. Um, you know, are, do you sell plumbing uh, parts, plumbing supplies to plumbers? Wait, wait, and where do you sell the, this uh, plumbing service? In oh, yeah. Canada, in North America, um, overseas. So, so, yes, so way too so broad. That's, that's kind of like a, a top level category, and it's good they've identified that, obviously, but we need to narrow it down. So, another don't do is uh, don't sort of think of this as using the same keyword over and over with slight variations. Okay, Google is very smart and they look at things contextually. So again, just to give you an example of what not to do, if you are a home builder, you don't want to say, well, guys, I want you to target build, builder, builders, building, build good, build great, build fast, solid building, da, 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 right? It's just, Mm -hmm. you don't need all that. Um, We don't want you to make a giant list of general keywords that sort of apply to your business. So if you're a restaurant, uh, the, the wrong thing to do would be to come to us and say, you know, I want you to target eat restaurant menu 
food place, tables, hot food, cold food, dine-in, takeout, da-da-da. Again, you might do some of these things and we might actually want to target some of those foods like dine-in, takeout, what have you, but we want to drill down a little bit more. And then the final thing, I'm really glad Ryan mentioned it, is so much of keywords comes down to, to you know, where you are serving people where your customers are located, especially if you're a small business, especially if you have a brick and mortar location. Okay, this, this, this applies a lot more to a local business. What we don't need is a giant list of every single small community suburb town that you serve, right? So don't come back to us and say Edmonton, Sherwood Park, Millwood, St. Albert, Niskew, Beaumont. For those of you that didn't grow up around Edmonton, those are all little communities in and around Edmonton. Um, we'd probably just want to put Edmonton we might even want to put South Edmonton. If your location is in a certain suburb, we might want to mention that suburb. It really depends on how your customers interface with you. So that's all the sort of the don't do's. And Ryan, I don't know if you want to jump in there with any other don't do's. I, I do have a don't do that I'd love to add to the list. <laughs> okay, do it. Common, common one that we see, and I'm sure lots of uh, website managers see, is updates being sent in one run-on sentence or one huge paragraph where you're referencing different parts of the website almost in one thought. Um, don't, don't do that because it's hard to, to translate your um, paragraph or sometimes run on sentence into actual tangible update steps. So instead of writing a little you know, mini essay about what you want changed, what I often suggest to our customers is to create a numbered list of the updates that you want to see on your website. And better yet, in, those, in each number of the updates that you want done, reference the page that you want the update done on. Because sometimes we receive updates saying, hey guys, we need to um, change the price of this product. And, you know, if, if you're a really simple uh, website with one product on it, no problem. We can, you know, fill, fill in the gaps. But if you're a website that's promoting 30 products on, let's say, three different pages, well, now, okay, we've got to search where is that product because it may have been months since the last time we've looked at your website. We may not know exactly where that product is. So noting um, the page name that the product exists on and then your update and putting it in a numbered list really helps save time and get your updates done a lot faster and a lot more efficiently as well. Beautiful. And I just want to point out to all of our listeners. So Ryan went kind of general there. That doesn't just apply to keywords that applies to any update that you could send in. And it's really just about organizing your thoughts a little bit. Um, on the note of sort of identifying what pages you want. I'll jump back into specifically the keyword talk topic with some, some do's, some things you should do. Mm -hmm. um, you should absolutely, when you're thinking about keywords and you're sending an update for what you want to be targeted, you should focus on, on web pages and not your website. So you pick a unique keyword for each web page. And like Ryan said, you want to identify the name of that web page. So, you know, for the about page, I would like you guys to target da, 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 da. And uh, one funny note that we see a lot is if a page is called photos, sometimes people will call that a gallery page. And if it's called a gallery page, sometimes people will call it the photos or picture page. And some, a lot of times we can figure out what you mean, but sometimes it's really confusing. So it would really help if you write the exact name of the page as it appears on your website. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, continuing with the keywords. So what we're going to do is we're going to focus on one web page at a time. And then we're going to try to 
to look at the content that's on that page and relate your keyword phrase to the content that's already on the page. Okay. So you don't want to just make a random list of keywords. Like I said before, you want to make the keyword very specific to the content on that particular page. And if you have a five page website, you can go through every page on your website and pick out a keyword that fits best for the content that's on that page. Uh, I also like to remind people to use words that your customers use, not necessarily what you use internally. So if you're selling, uh, you know, business to business, you might use industry terms. For instance, you might say residential construction in that case. If you're selling to a homeowner, a homeowner is maybe less apt to search residential. Maybe the homeowner calls it home renovations or home reno. So you just want to pay attention to what the person you're selling to says, what kind of words they use. That's what I think is fruitful to target. Um, finally, if there are two different ways to describe the same topic, you can note both of them. Sometimes we have room, but we do like to tell people to focus on one keyword phrase per page. And then coming back to that old idea we were saying before, you know, just a couple of minutes ago that Ryan brought up, you always want to add a target area. So again, you know, if, if you're a restaurant, I like to get really local. I like to say the neighborhood you're in, especially in a big city like Toronto, right? It just doesn't help to say Toronto Chinese food. The, the competition pool is too big. You might want to say Chinese food on Dundas, something like that. Um, it, it's really specific to your business. If you're a business that serves a city in a greater area, you could put the region. Typically, most people would just want us to target the city they're in, but it's really worth thinking about. So, so again, to summarize the whole how to send in keyword updates thing, and I, and I will put a link, obviously, to the article. Um, you just kind of want to think about how your customers are perceiving it and the most optimal place, the most optimal area to target rather than fitting in every single area, which a lot of kind of cut rate SEO guys advise people to do. I, I wouldn't advise you to do that. Mm -hmm. So Raj, do you have anything else to add to the, to the do's for website updates? Hmm. I think just one, one thing to add to the do's would be uh, do, uh, do not hesitate to uh, clarify with us or if you know if we do something uh, wrong you know we're, we're humans as well website people are you know for the most part not robots and you know if an update is done incorrectly we'll always send a reply to our customers letting them know hey your update's been done check it out here um, do a quick review of what we've done just to make sure that things are in the right place um, that links are linked properly where you want them to go um, you know we we do. Uh, we pride ourselves in the work that we do and and our um, the quality of the work that we do. But we're not uh, um, uh, robots either that do everything perfectly every time. So it is a good idea to just double check your uh, your updates and then communicate with us if further updates are needed. Um, that that would be another thing to add to the to do list. For sure. And do you see a common a common issue or a common disconnect that kind of crops up over and over again when people request something for support and then an update happens and they kind of go, oh, that's not what I asked for at all. Is there, mm. is there sort of like a, a common thing or word or concept that gets um, muddied in the communication? Good question. I mean, sometimes I find, I don't think there's one specific thing that I can say is, is a commonality between when there's, a, when there's an issue with an update. But I find the easiest way to resolve it is just get, hop on a phone call. Because mm -hmm. the thing with, with uh, email communication is sometimes there's, you know, um, content left up to interpretation or tone, you know, you can't really tell a, a tone in an email. So, and this is why we do our work over the phone and through email, 
you know, most of the support updates we do are done through email. It's just a faster, easier way, a more effective way to communicate. But if there's a more involved update that requires a phone conversation, don't be a stranger. You know, our phone lines are open Monday to Friday, nine to five central time. Our team is here to help with that. And if it requires a quick, you know, five or 10 minute call to clarify, that would be the, the next step to, to troubleshoot. For sure. Sometimes an email plus the phone calls, especially if the update's a little bit complex, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I think too, just to come back to that point you said earlier, Ryan, the numbered list, identifying the pages, that's super helpful. And uh, the last thing I would add to is just getting on the same page in terms of the language you're using. So, uh, you know, a lot of web design people will call the top of the website and the bottom of the website, the header and the footer, right? So header is the top, footer is the bottom. Um, us web people, we think of a web page, not so much in individual pages, but we almost think of it like a picture within a frame. So the frame is sort of the same, right? For every web page, the frame up top has your logo and your menu usually. And the frame on the bottom usually has another menu, maybe some contact details, you know, the copyright notice, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So when people have, remember, and this kind of goes for any website provider, whether you use us or anybody, when you talk about the top of your website, those elements that don't change on any page, it's good to identify that, right? You can say the header or the, you know, the slider is sometimes at the top there where my logo is, all that kind of thing. And if it's, so if it's not page specific, uh, that, that's an, an addition to what Ryan said, right? You want to, you want to say it if you have content on a specific page, but if it's a design based request, Sometimes it's not page specific. Sometimes it actually applies to the whole website. And so that's how web design people think. But a lot of, of business people, they just look at whatever page they're on, right? And that's not blaming them. That's, you know, they don't, they don't deal with it like we do every day. Yep. They look at every page they're on and they say, oh, the design on this page. Well, actually, it's just a, it's an overall, what we call a global design thing. It affects every page. Yeah. And just to add one more thing to that, Sean, the... Every designer and, and website company out there might have their own language that they use to describe pieces of your website. You know, Sean and, and I use typically header and footer, and I'm sure many other web developers use that terminology as well. But I've also heard of, of different ways to describe those, uh, those elements, your, your logo content box or, you know, different ways that uh, different providers describe these areas. And my advice would be is just try and get on the, the same communication level as your web provider that's doing your updates. They may call, you know, the header something different. And if they do just use that communication, because then it's going to be a lot easier to communicate updates effectively moving forward. If you're speaking the same language. Absolutely. Yeah. Good consistency. And, and that goes both ways. The provider obviously needs to build a relationship with you and you need to feel comfortable speaking to them. And again, Hey, nobody gets upset if somebody misinterprets something, you know, it happens all the time. It's no big deal. You're not the first person. You won't be the last person. Like Ryan said, sometimes it helps just to hop on a phone call and it's no big deal. Absolutely. If you're not satisfied with your current website or the service you get from your provider, you can switch to websites.ca for free and get a great support team behind you. Just visit business.websites.ca. That's B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot websites.ca or email Ryan directly at R-Y-A-N at websites.ca. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next time. 